Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. My name is Corey Paws, and welcome to the second episode of Something's Brewing. How's everybody doing? It's the night before the USC-UCLA game. We've got plenty to talk about when it comes to that. I actually had my first interview with Patrick Cowan. For those Bruin fans out there that remember a fantastic display of athleticism, we were able to put a stop to an eight-game losing streak. But before we get into the pre-game festivities of one of the greatest rivalries in college football, without a doubt, we'll do a quick recap of last week. So thanks to everyone for joining me again. Uh, made it to episode two, had some fantastic constructive criticism, like it sounds like I'm in a bathroom, Um, I'm reusing my words multiple times, bouncing all over the place, and then one of my favorite constructive criticisms was, now that I'm one of your many subscribing fans, I was hoping to hear episode two a little bit sooner than the night before the USC-UCLA game. So um, I'm banging it out, and I would have done it last night, but I was stuck in New York City with a snowstorm. For those of you that watch the news, I was trying to do it from my hotel room, but then I realized I needed more time to get to the airport, blah, blah, blah. Anyone that tried to get from Manhattan to JFK, in an evening where it started snowing and then started raining, um, almost as bad as trying to get from JFK to Midtown when President Trump was talking at the UN, UN, which I also tried to do a couple weeks ago. That took me three plus hours. But uh, I digress, and, and like I said in episode one, that was really just me humble bragging about traveling to New York for business. So, all right, recap of last week, 31 to 28 loss. I watched every single play from the sports book at Encore Casino in Las Vegas because I was there with my beautiful wife for our ninth anniversary. And I've got to give her a lot of credit. She actually watched the whole game with me. And I think we can all agree that 
there's probably not a better place to watch college football than in any really good sports book in Vegas because there's literally 20 TVs to watch. Not only can you gamble on college football at any moment, you can literally pick any horse race that's happening throughout the country and just literally pick race after race. Did hit a small trifecta uh, because, again, my wife has a great intuition. Uh, not for a lot because I was a little weak on that. but And for those of you that are paying attention from last week's picks, um, yeah, I know I didn't do a great job, but I did get the Washington State game right, even though I talked so much shit about them last week. Uh, maybe I'm starting to come around with them. They're really the only one that... Uh, in fact, they are the only one that I was correct on. So I was wrong about all my other bets for the Pac-12. So like I said, don't be mad at me and uh, and don't hold it against me. But uh, Wilton Spate, 335-plus yards, 70%-plus completion percentage, 167-plus rating. Caleb Wilson looked awesome. So if there's going to be any game balls for the losers, like I said, I don't believe in that. But if we got to give one... One out, we're actually going to give two out to both of them. Uh, but the real game ball should probably go to Manny Wilkins on the other side of the uh, of the field. Uh, was emotional, crying on a senior day. Got to give him props for that. I happen to be a pretty emotional guy myself. I happen to regularly cry on airplanes listening to Justin Bieber songs. But so I can appreciate an emotional uh tough guy but uh he he played better than us and we weren't able to hang in there at the end and uh even though the the score looked closer than it than it probably was overall so enough about the recap let's talk about the fact that tomorrow is going to be regardless of the records regardless of what has been happening with usc and ucla's football seasons you still can't argue that the UCLA-USC rivalry is arguably the best college football rivalry in the whole country. I don't care what anyone in the SEC says. I don't care what anyone in the Big Ten says. And Big 12, get out of here. When you're talking about two schools of that notoriety, like USC and UCLA, in the second largest media market in the country, a gigantic city like Los Angeles, and up until recently still didn't have a professional football team, you're talking about the greatest college football rivalry that exists. So tomorrow, there actually should be people at the Rose Bowl, as I haven't missed a home game all year. And uh, I haven't seen the best turnout, and that's understandable considering the product that has been out there. But tomorrow will be different, uh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. So what do we expect to happen? I, I'm expecting a victory from the Bruins because if, I be, if I'm my, uh, my stats are correct, the Trojans are on a little bit of a run. And uh, a little recap or storytelling hour slash two minutes. So for those of you that remember, when I started back in 1999, I inherited, and we, sorry Goose, we inherited 
an eight-game winning streak against USC. However, for anyone that knows anything about statistics, I think we can all agree that an eight-game winning streak against your crosstown rival in Los Angeles or any large city is going to be difficult to keep up. So, unfortunately, I am I'm stuck with uh, the trivia answer as who was the last UCLA quarterback to start an eight-game losing streak. And there's no question I have multiple other records, uh, you know, some good and some bad. But I thought that it would be a fantastic opportunity to have Pat Cowan as m- my first guest our first guest for something's brewing so you have to forgive me there's a, a couple different ways to do that with an app and call in and all this stuff so i did it old-fashioned with my phone and he and i talked in the comfort of my car while i recorded on an ipad i had multiple things of technology so i hope that you guys uh, can at least hear it I, I, i've done a little bit of a testing i think it'll be okay but I think it's going to be better in the future when I get a, the better hang of this technology. So um, you, you can tell that I it's my first time <laughs> interviewing somebody. I would say there's no there's no question I'm not uh, Howard Stern yet. Um, but I also believe that there's a future here also when it comes to interviewing folks. So I'm going to let us all listen to a little bit of the Pat Cowan interview. Uh, Fantastic guy, and I appreciate him coming on. So I hope you like that. And then I'll come back for a little recap, and then we'll get ready for the big game tomorrow. All right. So for my first guest ever on Something's Brewing, I thought it would make a lot of sense to bring out one of the best quarterbacks in the history of UCLA, certainly one of the most athletic, Patrick Cowan, the man who stopped an eight-game slide against the Trojans. And we, we have Patrick Cowan here today. Pat, say hello. Corey, thanks, uh, thanks for having me. It's very nice things for you to say. Uh, there's uh, uh, it's very nice things for you to say. But uh, uh, I'm happy to be here and uh, uh, happy to, to chat about UCLA football. So, you know, Pat, obviously, as a reminder for everyone, um, I had the luxury of starting an eight-game losing streak, uh, and then Drew Olson kept up another four-game losing streak. Uh, but but you were able to shout out to Drew. Yeah, yeah, Drew. yeah shout out to Drew. Uh, but uh, as a reminder, all those fans out there, uh, I believe the Trojans had a pretty pretty good team that year. Am, am I right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, going in the, into the 06 season, uh, the Trojans were just off of uh, winning a couple national championships in a row and. I'm pretty sure uh, half of their of their defense was either drafted in the first few rounds, and um, they had a, a great team. I think they're either ranked number one or number two in the nation at the time. But um, but we got those guys, and we knocked them out of the out of the national championship. They haven't been since, and uh, you know it was a great day for the Bruins. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, too, because you guys beat the Trojans, uh, Florida was able to get into the national championship game, and that started off right. Tim Tebow mania. So maybe we should three-way Tim Tebow in here and tell him a big thank you to you. Yeah, we'll call Tim. I think he's uh, somewhere uh, up in Queens right now with the Mets. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get him on for the next one, and uh, and he can give us a big thanks for uh, for letting all that get started. Yeah, 
he's, he's either playing baseball or, or, or saving the world, like bringing water to homeless kids in Africa, or who, who knows. <laughs> just a good guy. Just yeah, just guy. an overall uh, overall great guy. But I will say, Pat, uh, of all the quarterbacks, you, you're not going to find uh, a, a more of an overall great guy in, in you either. So I know that I'm not alone. I'm not alone in believing that. So um, talk to us a little bit about what it's like to play in front of a packed Rose Bowl because we've both played in, in Rose Bowls and in, in games at the Rose Bowl that have not been packed. But that the difference of, of what it's like to have a full Rose Bowl stadium, uh, that, there's nothing like it, is there? Yeah, it, you know, um, that, that game that we actually played the Trojans, I think was uh, the game that I played at the Rose Bowl that was more packed than anything. And, you know, we have a lot of loyal Bruin fans that come out to all of our games. And obviously when we win more, it's more appealing for people to drive out to, uh, to Pasadena. But um, it does make a huge difference when we have a, a huge pack thing and uh, having tons of Bruins wearing blue, eight clapping and, and screaming their heads off on third down. It makes such a great difference, and uh, and looking forward to having that uh, this Saturday at the Rose Bowl as well. Yeah, I think I, I think I like our chances. Obviously, the Trojans and the Bruins are not having the type of seasons that either uh, fan base would like to see. But uh, do you like our chances? And and what's your take uh, on the program uh, overall uh, under under the first year of the Chip Kelly era? I uh, I I, def- I think we always have a chance to to, to win. And yeah, you know, we're not having the the most ideal season this year. Um, but uh, I don't think the Trojans are, are that strong uh, uh, this season as well. Uh, we both have freshman quarterbacks playing. I think that's pretty unique and pretty cool that um, maybe that's something that the two of them can, can share over the next three to four years playing against each other. Um, but though we've had some tough losses, I do see improvement every week. And I think that that's something that Coach Kelly's really been working with the players on. Um, and and from... Uh, from the Bruins that I that I know currently working in the program and, and what I've heard, I, I'm very um, optimistic and very encouraged on on what Coach Kelly's doing and the foundation that he's creating for the future. So I feel very confident for the game this week. You know, there's been another little streak that the Trojans are uh, have against us right now. So we're due for a win. We're at the Rose Bowl, and um, and Coach Kelly's not accustomed to losing to the Trojans either. So. I talked about it in uh, episode one that uh, I was at when we were at the Oklahoma game. I saw a team that was hanging in there with one of the top teams in the country. And one thing is for certain, I haven't seen them quit all year, which is it's extremely yeah. important. Yeah, that, and that's a, that's a huge difference. And, uh, you, you know, it doesn't take a lot to lose. Um, but uh, when you actually look at the game and break it down, um, there, there's progress. And that's a good thing. And there's all this stereotypical, we have young guys and they're growing pains and not, but they're also stereotypical things because there's truth to them. And and there is positive from it. And uh, gosh, um, I don't want to see the Trojans win this week. So I'm looking for a big win so uh, I can fly around town and, uh, and see more blue flags. Um, everywhere absolutely and and you know if you don't mind pat uh, speaking about that um you know i understand you, you know you work for the university but for for our listeners can you give us a little bit of update of what's going on with you and uh and, and what's going on in your life yeah um you know obviously 
Casey had a wonderful time at UCLA. I, I met my beautiful wife on campus. Shout out to Katie. She's uh, she was much better at what she did at UCLA than what I did. She was uh, an all-American swimmer for the Bruins. So way to go, Katie. Um, yeah, we have two little Bruins at home now, and um, proud proud parents of our of our son and daughter. Um, had a lot of wonderful experiences since being on campus as a student. Uh, and um, as a whole, I found myself working in education, and I'm lucky enough to be able to be back on campus working for UCLA as a development officer. Uh, obviously, there's excellence across the board within uh, the UCLA athletic department, but the truth is is that there's excellence from the south part of campus all the way up to the north. And, and as I share with people over the time, I'm very proud of, of my time playing football and the teammates that I had, but I don't care about UCLA because of a gold helmet. I, I very much come to appreciate uh, what this university stands for, the work that it does, the outreach that it has, and the difference that it makes for the Los Angeles community, for its students, um, and for the world. So um, I'm back on campus, and, and my work every day is focused on helping others. So I really enjoy that. Well, again, kudos to you. I've always thought you were one hell of a guy. Um, and we've had conversations about this over the years. Um, you know. You, it, being in that role, uh, I, I've always felt that way as well. I, I, you know, I grew up in the Midwest. I, I, I only saw the gold helmet, but once I got to UCLA and experienced all aspects of its greatness, um, uh, it's it's been something of, of, of beauty as well. But we can all, I think you and I can both agree that to a certain extent, UCLA still, even with all of its successes in academia and athletics, we still are somewhat of a sleeping giant. And, oh, yeah. and having a guy like you in that role uh, is only going to be great for uh, bridging the gaps between athletics and academics. Um, and, and we certainly appreciate it. I know I appreciate it because uh, it's going to be a great thing going forward. I'm super happy to have you in that role. So thank you for your service. I appreciate that, Corey. Thank you. Thanks. So listen, um, I know you're out in Lake Havasu. Um, hopefully it's warm enough to enjoy the water. Uh, so we appreciate you joining us. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Hope to have you back on again sometime in the future. But uh, really, really appreciate it, Pat, and have a great rest of your weekend, and hopefully we can enjoy a, a Bruin victory. Thanks, Cor. I'll, I'll get connected with Tim, and, uh, and we'll all get together soon. So uh, we'll, 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 we'll do that on the next pod. You tell him that we got room for him on Something's Brewing Episode 5. We don't, uh, have, we don't have time for him in number three or four. Maybe we'll fit him in on five. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we got plenty of Bruin talk before that. Absolutely. All right, Pat, have a good one. Thanks again, buddy. Thank you, Corey. See ya. So I don't, uh, I don't know about you guys, but as I was listening to that interview again, I was thinking of not only Howard Stern, but I was thinking Brian Gumble, uh, Joe Buck, uh, David Letterman, Johnny Carson, maybe even throwing a little Oprah. <laughs> um, Man, I can get so much better with my interviews, and I and I promise you, I'm going to get better. But can we give Pat Cowan a little bit of props, huh? W- note to self and to anyone that's listening: if you ever get interviewed, um, whether it's on a podcast or anything that's going to go out into the universe or this thing called called the uh, what is it? The, oh, the internet. Uh, yeah, the internet. Because if it's on the internet, then you you better believe it's true. You gotta give props to your wife, huh? I mean, that was that came off so naturally. And if and if any of us, if you're ever gonna be 
on a podcast. Note to self: make sure you give props to your wife. I thought that was uh, was fantastic. So, um, big thanks to to Pat again. Um, how cool is that? Uh, for those of you, the Bruins out there, because I think the subscribers are up to at least twenty or thirty. Um, I've been in many Bruins offices where there's a picture of the thirteen to six game, and that was a significant moment, and uh, <laughs> that's going to go down in history. And it only really broke up. I actually checked it during that fantastic interview that I was listening to again for the fourth time. Um, we that was one win for the Bruins in in like twelve. So uh, that that was a big deal. And he's one hell of a guy, and we we appreciate. Uh, appreciate him coming on uh and i gotta give a shout out as i was looking back you know i forgot that brett hunley was you know beat the the trojans three times so you know again kudos to him you know we've uh we we talked about aaron Rodgers last week i haven't talked to brett in, in quite a while but i'm sure i'm sure he's learning a lot from aaron and i'm sure that aaron's really listening to anything that brett has to say but so moving on i think we can all agree that if you have never been to a ucla or a usc a ucla usc matchup live then you got to get out there tomorrow or today depending on when you're listening it's going to be unbelievable it always is the victory bell is going to come back to UCLA. Hopefully we'll bring it to Rocco's Tavern. Shout out to the Rocco's Taverns folks. For those of you that used to go to Maloney's, it's been redone. Much better. Way cooler. Rocco's Tavern. 1000 Gailey on the corner of Gay and Way. (laughs) Um, So maybe we'll bring the victory bell back to Rocco's Tavern, hopefully on Sunday morning for Sunday football. Meet us all there. And by the way, last week I never, I didn't tell you guys, but I actually have a full-on website. So if you have uh, any questions that you want to shoot out to me uh, about the show, you want to give me some constructive criticism, or you want to tell me to to piss off or that I suck, I can handle it, um, send me an email at Corey, C-O-R-Y, there's no E in that, at somethingsbrewing.com, baby. Um, so I'm going to leave you with a couple more uh, quick stories. So I've done a couple uh, speaking engagements in the past, um, but considering it's the USC-UCLA game, I think it makes sense to uh, uh, tell this story for anyone that hasn't potentially heard it. So as a reminder, grew up in the Midwest, used to be kind of a big deal. College career was a glorious failure, but... None of this would hap- would have happened at UCLA if it wasn't for Carson Palmer. And what do I mean by that? I'll tell you. So my junior year in high school, we were one of the top teams in Illinois, uh, went undefeated, then lost in the state championship. So in between the junior and senior year, you start getting more attention, start getting uh, uh, recruited by you know better teams and you start realizing that you're going to have multiple options 
you know, how how much am I going to take academics seriously? Am I just going to go play football? Uh, you know the drill. So I went to a football camp at Texas, which was okay, um, but I didn't really wasn't really feeling the UT vibe. And also went to a football camp between my junior and senior year at Colorado. So Rick Neuheisel was the coach at the time, and I get to the camp. I'm playing off. I'm playing quarterback. I'm playing free safety. And there's no question I'm the best quarterback there. Um, Rick pulls me aside halfway through the first day, say, "Hey, uh, we want to, you know, we want to offer you a scholarship." I had never been to the Rocky Mountains. I was like, "Boy, boy, that John Denver's full of shit." Thought <laughs> the Rocky Mountains would be a little bigger than this. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Dumb and Dumber is one of my favorite movies, but. Um, so besides the fact that the Rocky Mountains were bigger than I expected, I loved it there, and I would have gone there in a heartbeat. One and a half days into the three-day camp, I hear this little vibe, you know, this little, uh, like, you know, bickering, or I hear somebody talking about, quote-unquote, that quarterback from California is going to be here, is getting here today. Lo and behold, it's Carson Palmer. So Carson Palmer shows up like this Greek physical god, you know, taller, stronger, faster, better looking, better hair. Um, and, you know, Carson and I are, are still friends to this day. Had this, had the same, had the same agent. But uh, I immediately was getting the second most attention from Rick Neuheisel and the rest of the coaching staff. So I'm no dummy. I don't, uh, I'm no, you know, I'm no bridesmaid, if you know what I'm saying. So Rick pulls me aside at the end and says, hey, you know, just so you know, we, we've offered you, like we said, and, and <laughs> I know it's a big surprise, but we've also offered Carson. I said, that's cool, but I'll tell you one thing. If he comes, I'm not coming, but uh, thanks, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. So I go home, and I wanted to we, I go back to Chicago, and I wanted to commit early because I wanted to focus on winning a state championship for the Lincoln Way Knights for the first time ever in the school in any sport which I'm going to go on a rant on that in later podcasts, I'm sure, because they actually retired a soccer player's jersey, Ned Grapovoy, God love him, uh, and then another football player, uh, Rob Ninkovich, who, yes, has won a Super Bowl ring, but in high school he didn't do shit. So now you're talking about, anyway, obviously that's a, a sore spot. I'll get back to it later. So wanted to win a state championship, so I wanted to commit early. So my, my mom and I, go on a trip to Arizona, Arizona State, not really feeling either one, uh, too hot. Then we go to L.A. to take a, a trip at UCLA, an unofficial trip. Meet Bob Toledo. He's got my jersey behind his, you know, his, his desk. And I take a trip around school with one of the cheerleaders and all this stuff. And I had an unbelievable feeling, you know, from day one. So I called up. Carson, and I said, "Hey, you know, Carson, you know, what did you uh, what did you think about uh, Colorado? Blah blah blah." He's like, "You know, if I had to commit today, I'm not going to commit early, but if I had to commit today, I would definitely go to Colorado." So like, I like the offense. I love Rick. I mean, those of you who know Rick, one hell of a sales guy. Um, so as soon as I as soon as I heard that, it, it was all over, um, and. Couldn't be happier that it went that way. Couldn't be happier to be in Los Angeles. 
and couldn't be more grateful to have been a quarterback at UCLA and couldn't be more excited to be doing something's brewing. So as a reminder from last week, I told you I was going to you know, continuously drop some uh, some sales and motivation and maybe potentially life lessons. I'm not sure if we really want to call it that, but I did mention the Apostles' Creed, uh, sixth, sorry, fifth pause law of the seven rules to success through positive thinking. So for those of you that thought I was going to forget, not a chance. So we're going to leave you with the Apostles' Creed before we go in tomorrow, or if you're listening to this in the morning today, and experience Again, one of the greatest football rivalries that exists in arguably the best setting for college football ever in the Rose Bowl. So I'll leave you with the Apostles' Creed right before I hit the 30-minute mark. Ready? By the way, I wrote this in church um, for Easter Sunday. Uh, don't don't go to church that often, but I'm certainly a spiritual human. But wrote it in church with uh, two of the, the twins uh, asleep on my lap. Uh, anyway, all right, Apostles' Creed. I believe in love and family to lead me through the organized chaos on earth. I believe in intuition and the law of human nature to guide us like our own Holy Spirit. Born of experiences we've had, some good and some bad, as we continue to work hard and play hard until we are buried. We live this life with purpose and on many occasions rise again before one day ascending into heaven. When seated together, the apostles that is, our power transcends the living and the dead. I believe in the golden rule, the communion of friends, the forgiveness of sins, the power of positive thinking and fulfillment everlasting. Amen. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, so episode two, we brought in our first guest. Um, love Pat Cowan. Thank you. Going to have more guests. And it's only going to get better from here. So thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your morning, a great rest of your day, or have a great night. Until next time, peace in the Middle East. I'm out of here. Go Bruins. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.